everybody, it is Monday, April 27th, and that means it's time for another episode of Chatting with Agnes and Cecilia. I'm Cecilia Sup, the founder and principal of Rogue Tulips Consulting and Association Management. My co-host, Agnes Amos Coleman, who is also a member of the Rogue Tulips Network, can't be with us today due to a schedule conflict. But we say hello, Agnes, and as Agnes likes to say to our global audience, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you may be. We are really excited today. We have Dante Shannon, who is currently serving as CEO of the Association of Equipment Management Professionals. And Dante is also the chair of the CAE Commission, and he is going to discuss today his, his views of his personal CAE journey. Let me throw it over to Dante so he can introduce himself. Hi, how are you, Cecilia? Thank you so much for having me on uh, your program. And I hate that I'm not able to be on with Agnes either, but hopefully, um, you know, she'll hear this and be proud of the job we do today. Um, as you said, my name is Dante Shannon. I'm chair of the CAE Commission, also CEO of the Association for Equipment Management Professionals, and also an account executive at AMPT Association Management. Well, and can you tell us a little bit about AMPT Association Management? Yeah, so AMPT Association uh, Management is a full-service association management firm. Uh, I've been with the uh, with that company for about a year now um, and got the opportunity to lead my current organization um, coming into um, AMP. They were already with AMP and was doing a CEO search at the same time that uh, they were um, coming in with AMP. And so, yeah, we AMP offers full service, um, you know, management for the organization. I have a staff of about six um, who help me manage that organization. And but the organization, the company overall, I think we have um, about forty-five plus uh, staff. So, quite a, a wide breadth of knowledge and association experience within um, within that association management company. Oh, that's great. So, does AMP support? their staff and leadership getting the CAE. Absolutely. As you know, Linda Patterson is the owner of AMP Association Management, also a board member of the ASAE. Mm -hmm. uh, and she's very vocal, you know, in support of, of professional development in, in general, but also, uh, you know, um, all of the staff getting their CAE credential. We have a few folks who are, you know, preparing to take the test and starting to study. I think we have a few staff who are also going to be um, sitting for the exam very soon. Oh, that's fantastic. So uh, Dante and I, as we were prepping for today's episode, learned that we both got our CAE in 2015. I got it in May. I passed in May and Dante took the December exam. So we're kind of 2015 siblings when it comes to CAE. So, you know, Dante, like me, you've probably had been in the profession for a while before you took the CAE. So what motivated you to get the CAE? So well, I was, you know, for me, my journey started very, very strangely because I had no interest in getting the CAE um, at all. And I, I'm not someone who has liked school historically. I've done well in school, but I've always been ready to leave school and graduate and start <laughs> working. I'm, I'm someone who just likes to work. And um, as I was trying to progress in the association management profession, I had gotten, I started as a specialist at a very, very large association and then got, uh, went into another role as a manager um, of volunteer services at a different association. And started looking, uh, you know, shortly thereafter to continue accelerating. And a mentor of mine at the time, um, you know, 
kept telling me, you need to get your CAE. And I kept ignoring it. And I was just like, mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like studying for a test. I don't want to take another test. I don't want to learn anything else. I can learn what I need to learn just by working. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they, we went back and forth about that, you know, for a few months. And um, I got more information about the CAE and ended up talking to other people who had the credential and they were telling me their stories about how it really accelerated their career and how it really sets you apart from, um, you know, sets you apart within the association management profession. Mm-hmm. And so I started to consider it, you know, after that. And then I also started seeing in job descriptions like CAE preferred, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where that would give folks a leg up and make them more competitive. So that also made caught my attention in really changing my mind about the CAE. Well, and I think that's a great explanation of good reasons to do it. Uh, I had wanted to get it myself for a number of years and because I was a consultant at that point, you couldn't do it. 2015 was the first year they said, hey, well, you know, we've reviewed this and we know, yeah, you know, consultants should be able to do it. And so I did it the very first opportunity I had, unfortunately passed the first time because I do a lot of CAE mentoring uh, for people both individually and in groups and study groups. And I keep telling them, I never have to take this again. <laughs> so I'm just like so happy. And then last week I've just uh, renewed for, I think my second time. Uh, so I'm, I'm good through 2023 now. And uh, so that leads me to another question for you, Dante. So. The CAE Commission has been making some changes. They've been making things more electronic or digital, uh, depending on what words you like to use to describe things. And so this was the first time I was able to renew uh, online, and it was very easy. Really appreciated it, and uh, was and it actually imported my ASAE educational activities. So kudos to the commission for moving forward on that. Are there some other things that you can share with us, uh, you know, like maybe about the fact that we're moving to computer-based CAE initial exam? Yeah, so uh, I'm glad to hear that the online renewal and application process are working out really well. We've gotten a lot of positive feedback about that. Um, You know, and just as you and I talk about our journeys, right, the, the CAE program has to take a journey of its own and evolve as credentials all across the world are doing the same thing. So that's where some of these changes that uh, everyone is experiencing are coming from. It's just us trying to keep the CAE credential fresh um, and, you know, up to, up to speed with what's happening in the world. Um, I think one of the other big major things you just mentioned is our, we transitioning the exam to an online format. And, you know, it, 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 it will be the same exam. It'll still be, you know, multiple choice. It'll still be, uh, you know, the same structure, you'll still have the same amount of time to take it. Um, it'll just be um, online. And unfortunately, you will not get your test results any sooner. But <laughs> still, yeah. <laughs> but it is, you know, because we have so, um, you know, so much of our activity, so much of our functionality on day to day in day to day is online. Um, we thought that just this was just an obvious next step um, for the credential. Um, Uh, to take, you know, to move it forward. Well, and you know, and another new thing that everybody's been talking about is the new ethics requirement. And it doesn't feel so new to me anymore, just because it got (laughs) announced last year. But for 2020 is the first year you need to have one ethics credit. So do you think in the future that the CAE Commission may require other sorts of things like 
you know, and, and I know you may not be able to speak to some of that um, as a representative of the commission, but do you, do you think the commission might look at that in the future, like adding some other requirements? You know, I think uh, I, I certainly wouldn't rule it out. I think it's certainly possible as we look at, you know, our profession and how it changes and how it evolves and what's needed to to really kind of establish yourself as, you know, a top-notch professional in association management. You know, the, the CAE Commission could certainly say, you know, we feel like these these core things are important and, you know, need to be called out in, number one, seeking the credential and also renewing the credential or maintenancing of um, you know, the practice of association management. I think, you know, it's certainly, you know, to be expected, just like we do a job task analysis, you know, <clears throat> every three or four years to make sure that the competencies and the CAE outline is really up to date with what, you know, CEOs and executives are currently doing in their roles. And I think as we continue to look at that and continue to assess, um, and as we see CEO roles and executives uh, roles evolve going mm -hmm. forward, you certainly might see, you know, a response to that from the CAE in what might be required um, as far as renewing and make, I'm sorry, far, as far as getting your credential and renewing it. Well, and we all know if we follow CAE news like I do, uh, that the, the course, the content of the exam, the next five-year cycle is going to change uh, starting in December of this year. December 2020 will be the first exam of the next five-year cycle. So can you give us a, a preview of what that might look like? Are there is it going to be radically different or are we just kind of updating our materials that we'll study? I mean, what can you share with us on that? So it, it's not going to be radically different. I think a lot of the things that folks have been studying and, you know, that uh, people are doing in practice in, every, in their everyday roles will still come to play in the majority of the exam. I think, um, you know, there were, I think with our last practice analysis, we reorganized some things, we restructured some things, thought about some of the new um, skill sets that are starting to emerge uh, that will be needed in some CEOs and executives going forward. Um, we included into the outline um, but again, I don't think it, it's, it's nothing that was surprising. None of the folks on the task force, you know, were, were thinking, you know, oh man, this is, you know, nobody's heard of this yet. Let's put it on the exam. I think, <laughs> you know, I think what, what folks will see in the new outline um, will, you know, will certainly be familiar to them and, and also content and things that they've heard in the association management uh, community already. So do you have an idea of when the 2020 CAE study guide might be available? We are doing right now a um, review of all of the study materials and the content to, uh, um, you know, see or make sure that it's up to par and that, you know, things are going to be aligned with the new content outline. I don't yet know when the, we, those will be delivered um, or we can expect those to be delivered. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure ASAE and the commission will be communicating as soon as we have more information, you know, on those things, but we are working, you know, hard to, to provide new materials and new study guides so folks can feel like they're well prepared for the new exam. Well, that's great because I know you need at least three months to prep. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I took a four-month course and I, you know, I was ready, but I, I know people have been asking about that. Um, we Sorry, uh, Cecilia, how long did you study for your exam when you took um, it? 
actually about four months because I took the Michigan Society of Association Executives full course. And uh, so that was okay. a four month course. And it was oh. very intense. It was uh, such a difficult course that when I sat down to take the CAE exam, it felt easy. Oh, that, oh wow. That's so, yeah, it was very that. demanding, very rigorous. Uh, we talked a lot about design thinking and systems thinking. And, uh -huh. uh, uh, we, you know, I think we all know those great CAE study acronyms, SPY, plan, plan, implement, and evaluate, and then LERP, which is legal, ethical, I can't even remember. People and professional. Yeah. I think I, I've never been a fan of LERP because it's too hard to remember. <laughs> and also being like a research person, I'm like spy is like so much more sensible to me. So, uh -huh. but you know, uh, speaking of the exam, here's kind of like a fun question because this is a fun yeah. show. We just like to hang out and talk. So out of the nine domains of practice that the CAE exam covers, what's your favorite domain? Ooh, that is a good question. I would have to say... So it, it's changed. When I was studying, it was, um, I think, when I was studying, it was uh, government relations, mm -hmm. uh, only because that's the least that I, I knew about um, mm -hmm. regarding, you know, association management. Now, I would have to probably say um, strategic management mm -hmm. is, uh, is, like, the one that I love the most, and it's because it's most aligned with what I do now in my everyday role. Um, so yeah, I, I think it, it, it changes every time, you know, the new outline, I'll probably find a new, a new favorite domain in, yeah, in that one as well, but it changes with, you know, whatever is happening at the time. My new favorite domain may be crisis management. So, you know. Oh, is that a new domain? No, I'm sorry. It's not a new domain. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, ooh, that would be really different. Part of my presentation. <laughs> It's crisis management, but uh, you know, like right now, everybody's in crisis mode, right? So, right. yeah, it's, yeah, and that that would be like another topic to have you come back and talk about as a, a two-time CEO so far. I'm sure, you'll be CEO again for someone else in the future. Um, I would have to say mine is knowledge management because I've always been something of an error. I love data. I love analysis. Um, but we're almost out of time already. I can't believe it. So, Dante, what would you like people to take away? about the CAE and its importance, both personally and professionally? So I would say, Cecilia, you know, my journey to the CAE was not easy. I, you know, I spent, I actually took the exam twice. Um, I didn't take it, take it as seriously the first time I, I um, the first go round. Um, I had used, been used to testing very well. And so, you know, took that confidence in with me and ended up not passing the exam. Um, the second time around, I took it very seriously. I had I was in three study groups. I studied on my own every day, twice a day, even while at work. Um, wow. And, yeah. <laughs> and I luckily ended up passing the exam um, on the second go round. But ever since I got that CAE, even just studying for it and not passing, I had like a new knowledge base. And it was like a whole new world to me around association management. And I felt like I had gained something, even though I didn't have a credential. And now that I do have the credential and I do, I also have the knowledge, you know, that I think has been one of the biggest catalysts for me accelerating my career and, you know, being able to jump from a manager to my first time ED role. I needed CAE knowledge to, to be able to make it through that experience. And so my advice and suggestion for anyone, you know, who is, 
thinking about earning the CAE or studying for the CAE, definitely, you know, keep charging forward. It is, it is um, extremely beneficial to have and to set yourself apart as an association management professional. Um, you know, it's essential to, you know, being um, or accelerating your career. That's been my experience so far. That's great. Yeah, I did notice when I was looking for a position that I got more interviews after my CAE mm -hmm. uh, than before. And uh, I also felt that it took all of that knowledge that I had accumulated over the years and organized it. In my yeah. And so for that reason, I agree with you. I had said to Cheryl Ronk, who was leading the MSAE course at the time, even if I don't pass the exam, I feel this has been a worthwhile experience yeah. for a lot of the same reasons you just said. So there you have it, folks. We're out of time for today. We're hoping Dante will join us again. He's been a wonderful guest, and we want to thank him for being here and for his work on the CAE Commission. And uh, I hope those of you who may not have successfully passed the exam the first time will come back and be inspired by Dante's example. He took it more than once, and now he's leading the CAE commissions. So that's, a, that's a great example that's really inspiring. So thanks, Dante. We do want to have you back um, at some point, maybe after we get the, 20, the December 2020, the next five years rolling, you can come back and talk about that a little bit. So, But for now, we have to go rogue, but I want to thank everybody in our audience for joining us, and Agnes will be back with us soon. And uh, if you want to learn more about Rogue Tulips, you can check us out at roguetulips.com. Dante, uh, if people want to connect with you about the CAE, what's the best way for them to get in touch? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, you can reach me at dshannon at aemp.org. That's my work email address. Excellent. Thank you. And uh, we talked a little bit about the ethics requirement. The 501C League offers a CAE-approved ethics course, and you can learn more about that at the 501Cleague.net. So until next time, folks, just remember what Agnes and I always say, take 15 minutes and talk to somebody because you might learn something. Until next time, bye, everybody. Thank you. <laughs>